Farmers are the heartbeat of rural America. Congress recently invested $20 billion in America's farmers and ranchers, focusing on conservation practices and profits for future generations. Today, these funds are at risk. You're squawking over $20 billion. That USDA program, it's investment into the future for everybody. If the funding was eliminated, it could hurt farms and families. Tell Congress, protect this generational investment in the Farm Bill. Learn more at investinourland.org. Paid for by Invest in Our Land. I want to be in the room where it happens, the room where it happens. I want to be in the room where it happens, the room where it happens. Hello, Nerdcasters. Today, we're in the room where our recording happens. But we're going to be talking about the room where it happened, which, in addition to being the catchy refrain of a song from Hamilton, the musical, is the title of a forthcoming book from former National Security Advisor John Bolton. I think the title of his book is stupid. We have the chance to talk to the man who was in the room where it happened. I think when manuel Miranda should get money for him copying his title. In which Bolton reportedly writes that President Donald Trump told him he wanted to exchange aid to Ukraine for investigations into the Biden family and other Democrats by the Ukrainian government. Today is the sixth day of the Senate impeachment trial. It's the second day of President Trump's legal team presenting their defense. We're taping this at about 4 p.m. today. The trial's still going on. We'll be well until the evening. But first, as always, we are going to crunch what's happened in today's impeachment trial into 30 seconds. So, Tim, be quiet. We're trying to record something. <laughs> Ready, set, go. So today has been a real split screen on the Senate impeachment trial. Privately, the White House is freaking out about John Bolton's allegations that Trump himself uh, wanted to withhold Ukrainian aid until Ukraine agreed to investigate his political rivals. Publicly on Capitol Hill, the White House lawyers are not talking about Bolton. They're trying to poke holes in the Democrats' arguments. What I'll be watching is our Republican senator swayed to call witnesses now that we've heard this from Bolton. That was White House reporter Nancy Cook, and I'm your host, Scott Bland. Remember how last week we talked about how we were in the scripted portion of the trial, how everything was really proceeding according to a very set plan and we shouldn't expect much in the way of new news? Well, now we've gone off script. And to help us figure out what's happening and where we are, we brought in Politico's editorial director, Blake Hounschel. Hey, how are you doing, Scott? We're going to talk about John Bolton, his new book and how the book's account of the Ukraine saga could affect impeachment. Blake, are you ready? I was born ready. So tell us, who is John Bolton, besides a, a man with a very distinctive white mustache? So John Bolton was the national security advisor until he quit mysteriously in September, only somewhat mysteriously because we soon started to hear little um, snatches of information about his disagreements with the president over everything from inviting the Taliban to Camp David to how the president was handling Iran. He's a very hawkish, longtime national security hand uh, on the right. And until really President Trump, there was a sense that this was a guy who, who wasn't really confirmable for a top job. Um, he was kind of on the, on the right wing of Republican foreign policy circles, you know, mainstream establishment, but also definitely uh, on the conservative end of the spectrum. And when he was UN ambassador under George W. Bush, there was a lot of discussion of whether this was someone that was uh, suitable for a, a Senate-confirmed position like that. In fact, Bush had to make a recess appointment to get him into that administration. So now you have Bolton, who seems to have quit 
in anger around the same time as the Ukraine revelations were coming out. And now we learn that he's putting (laughs) all that stuff in this book that conveniently seems timed for release in the middle of this Senate trial. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of remarkable that we're learning all about this because of reporting about the book that Bolton is writing, that this manuscript has uh, obviously it's it's been through the publisher. It's also been circulated uh, at, at... part of the White House, uh, as, as was reported by the New York Times on Sunday, as happens when people with top secret security clearances are writing about their their government experience. And the, the Times reported that Bolton wrote in this book that Trump told him he wanted to withhold security aid to Ukraine in exchange for investigations into Democrats and the Bidens. So, Blake, this dropped like a bomb on Sunday night for obvious reasons. This is what everyone's been talking about. I don't think anyone has testified to Trump specifically saying this before. And this had a big effect, in, including on the White House, which parts of which didn't know that that this was going on. Right. The White House said this morning that no one outside the National Security Council uh, had reviewed the manuscript. But the statement gave a lot of wiggle room because we don't know if someone else was briefed in other parts of the White House. Mm. President Donald Trump is technically chair of the National Security Council. So does that statement include President Trump being briefed on this? Um, we don't know if uh, White House counsel Pat Cipollone was aware of this before he made his defense arguments on Saturday um, when they claimed that there was no direct evidence that uh, President Trump had tied aid to investigating the Biden. So there's a lot of mystery about this. Uh, Republican senators are saying they feel blindsided by this and are demanding that the White House explain what's going on. So, yeah, let's jump into that a little bit. How does this this new evidence, the the existence of Bolton's book and what he wrote in it affect the impeachment trial? We we played the clip earlier of Mitt Romney speaking. Susan Collins has put out a statement about this potentially, you know, making her want to hear from witnesses. There's talk of others joining them, although no one, no one's committed yet. And, and again, you know, we've still got a lot of Monday to go and, and more days left this week. Right. It's been a long week today <laughs> already. Um, I'd, I'd say that the, the most immediate thing is the question is whether uh, there are going to be enough Republican senators who sign on to give Democrats enough vote to demand enough votes to demand witnesses. Nobody thinks these Bolton revelations are going to lead to the president's conviction in the Senate. They need 67 votes to do that. But there does seem to be momentum toward calling witnesses, which only requires 51 votes. The problem with that is it's uh, opening a Pandora's box. Once they call Bolton to be a witness. It's anybody's guess what he'll say, and that could make a lot of Republican senators uncomfortable. Pandora's box for Republicans, particularly, right? It's the you know to to get the the four they need to get to fifty one. It's a, there there would be a lot. There's a lot of calculation that goes into that. Exactly. Like if you're say Susan Collins, who's one of the most vulnerable senators in 2020, and you don't know what John Bolton's going to say, and he gets on and he gets uh, becomes a witness, and he says, "Yeah, there was a quid pro quo." Then you're going to vote to acquit the president. It's going to be pretty awkward if you do that. And how how do you expect the Trump legal team to engage on all this? I imagine they would be heavily involved in any such negotiations as you just mentioned, but also just in terms of dealing with Bolton potentially being out there now. Well, I think the big question is whether they're going to claim executive privilege and try to quash his testimony. We've seen a little bit of hints of that in the past. And that may be one motivation behind whoever leaked this, that they wanted just this to get out there in the public to put pressure on on the Senate to, to allow Bolton to come testify. Blake, are there any other weird details here that particularly struck you? I mean, the the 
the book going on presale on Amazon hours after this story uh, blew my mind, as did just the general idea of, you know, people eh, will testify, maybe, maybe not, maybe subpoena me, maybe don't. But but I'm definitely going to write a book about this and, and see if I can make a buck. Right. I mean, the idea that, you know, that there's some point of principle here that you don't share your conversations with the president and that's why you can't volunteer to testify before <laughs> the house when the house you know asked him to testify they didn't demand it they didn't subpoena him but they asked him to testify and then to go around and you know spill your <laughs> spill your guts in a book that you're selling for money i think it it rubs some people the wrong way and and then one of the things that i I've, I've heard uh, from republicans this morning is dismissing um what he's saying just because he's someone who's clearly motivi- motivated to sell a book. Yeah, that's a good point. We're going to have to see where all that goes. Thank you, Blake, for joining us. Thanks, Scott. All right, that's our show. My thanks to our colleague, Blake Hounshell, and to you all for tuning in. We'll be back with a new special impeachment nerdcast tomorrow.